Studio Stories, Studio Stories. A podcast reminiscing on Twin Cities dance history. All stories are connected, new ones woven from threads of the old. Hi, I'm Matthew Jindusky. Welcome to Studio Stories. Michael Casper is joining us today for Studio Stories. Michael, for many years now, does shiatsu and is also trained in Western massage and is a therapist. Uh, however, I remember him as a company member of New Dance Lab and someone making their own work as well, uh, thinking early to mid-90s, if my brain is right here. Uh, it's so nice to have you with us, Michael. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Matthew. This is an honor. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to learn more about you because yeah. I, I really just know you from New Dance and some of your own work. And I have no idea of your history. So what, uh, where are you from originally and, and what is your development in dance? Yeah. Well, before I get into that, I just wanted to say, um, when you first invited me, I thought, uh, you know, I've been out of the dance world for like 25 years. <laughs> so it feels kind of weird cause I'm not in the scene, but, but I was looking at the, your project and just it's so exciting to me that you're doing this really broad history of of everything in, in the Minnesota dance world. So, um, yeah, but anyway, I, I just want, I, want you to I think it's so. Huh, go ahead. Yeah, I just I was gonna say I think it's just so, you know, yes, maybe it was 25 years ago, but that <laughs> impact and you are part of the history, you know, of of what mm. has transpired here and. I think yeah. it's so important to reflect on that and know, like, these are the shoulders we kind of stand <laughs> on or moving forward, you know? So, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So, thank you. Thank you. Really. But anyway, yeah. So, where I'm originally, I grew up in New York, uh, upstate New York, just north of New York City uh, in Rockland County. Um, and I actually started dancing very late. Uh, I was 19 years old. And I was in college. I went to Swarthmore College in Pennsylvania. And I had like, you know, I had no dance experience at all when I was younger. I didn't do any of that jazz tap ballet school, you know, kind of thing. I never thought that wasn't even in my radar as a thing to do or whatever. But uh, when I went to Swarthmore, there was um, my freshman year, there was... um, uh, physical education requirements that we had to do. So I, my first term, I took tennis, <laughs> and then I, and then I saw this thing. And then my second term, I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I saw this offering for modern dance, and I thought, well, that looks interesting. So I took my first modern dance class, and I, the, you know, that's when the, that's when the floodgates opened, and uh, I thought, oh my god, where has this been? <laughs> I really want to do this. So I got bit by the bug um, and it was, it was a real destiny moment, you know, where it's just like, boom. Um, but the thing about Swarthmore is it's a very high powered liberal arts school, super academic. Uh, at the time that I went, I was, I was a freshman in 1985. There was no dance major. Um, it was not dance. Actually, I was thinking about this. It, Dance itself was considered to be extracurricular. It wasn't considered to be a like field of study at all. <laughs> so 
But luckily, the woman who was the head of the dance department, quote unquote, at that time had retired. And so there was a search put out for a new dance department director. And they asked me to be part of that committee. Um, mm. And we, we chose uh, Sharon Friedler, who was somebody who uh, headed the dance program in, up in Duluth in like the late 70s, early 80s. Oh. Yeah. So that was my, so she was, she knew Linda Shapiro. She knew Lee Dillard and all the, the whole Minnesota dance community very well. So we chose her to come out to Swarthmore and be the head of the dance department. And she changed everything. <laughs> she, she was like, we're going to make her, that was her mission was to make dance a serious, a major, you know, to get it to be a major, which took, I don't know, probably 10 years at least to get it to be a major. But she was like, yeah, this is a serious field of study. People, people are, you know, there's a history, there's dance history, there's dance composition. There's all these elements to it that, you know, are on par with a lot of other academic subjects. So, so thank God, because I was part of that. I was part of that, that her kind of laying the groundwork. And um, she was a real mentor to me. She saw my passion for dance. You know, she saw, she saw the light go on <laughs> in me. And really encouraged me to to take as many classes as I could and and pursue it pursue it as a, as a career, uh, but not not in a not in a forceful way, just in a very supportive way. Um, she's like, yeah, you know, you should you should do this. You should you should you know, because I had my doubts. I thought this is crazy. I've never done this. I I don't see myself doing this, but. She's very encouraging that way. So by the time I left Swarthmore in 1988, there was a dance concentration. So I had that on my degree. I ended up being an English major with a poli-sci minor because uh, I did have to get my degree. <laughs> so, but in my, in my, uh, but that I knew I wanted to dance. That's like, that was my passion. That's what I knew I wanted to do. Um. But so then, then the then the hook. Can I get going? Yeah, yeah. I kind of wanted to know though yeah. a little bit about the training at Swarthmore. Do you remember <laughs> the variety? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I had. You know, there was a little faculty there. There was like there was like three or four faculty members um, with different trainings. Yeah, one one lady, Caroline. She she was she had danced with Jose Lamone. Wow. So she was this short little dancer, wiry, live, and just, but with like a huge personality. She just, she really, her, her classes were wonderful. Um, she just had this, I mean, she was so tiny, but she had this huge presence, right? She, mm. And she would encourage that in all of us to like, you know, do it. You know, if you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> uh, but she had that Lamone training. Um, we had a lady come in from New York City, Nancy, who danced kind of like, oh, Risa Jaroslau was a, a woman who had a company in New York in the 80s. Uh, Sharon had a strong Cunningham background. So that's where her and Linda kind of were, were kind of simpatico. Linda yeah. Shakira. Um, so, so yeah, a lot of the classes, the dance classes were a variety, I would say, of Cunningham, Lamone, we also had a woman, oh my gosh, Matthew, I'm just remembering this, a woman from Paul Taylor. Um, she danced with, Ruth Andrian was her name. She came to, she taught classes. She she taught us like parts of Esplanade. I remember doing a, <laughs> in, in, in the, there, was, there was no performing arts center at Swarthmore. There was a gym. <laughs> so we would do all our classes in the gymnasium. 
And Ruth, Ruth taught us part of Esplanade. And I remember we, we performed it in front of a small, you know, audience. And so I got a little taste of Paul Taylor. I ended up studying with Ruth a little bit more at the Jacob's Pillow a few years later. Okay. Because I loved Paul Taylor. That was like my dream was to be a Paul Taylor dancer. I could um, see that. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work out, but... Um, <laughs> It's funny, I actually, during, when I was in college, I also worked in New York City uh, for Twyla Tharp. I got a work-study uh, position as like a administrative help for her company um, that was based in New York at the time. So I would work for Twyla Tharp, which was, that was an amazing experience. I could talk about that for an hour, um, working for Twyla. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to take classes for free then? Like... No, I didn't. No, I was, I was in no way affiliated with like the company dancers. They were kind of in their own stratosphere, but I took dances at the Cunningham studio. That was my, that was my vision was to work during the day, familiarize myself with, you know, a dance company, how it works, you know, what it's like to be a dancer. And then I would take classes at the Cunningham studio in the West village. Um, and then I also took ballet classes at a place called Perry, Perry dance, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so when I wasn't at Swarthmore, so getting back to your question of what classes I took, I tried to take as many classes I could outside of school in the real, you know, the real dance world to get a real flavor for, for that and to get, to get that kind of training or that kind of experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so so how long after college were you in New York? Like how did, I guess I was trying to it was while I was in college, so over the summers. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, when I uh, started dancing at Swarthmore, I just, I, in my mind, I thought, with summer coming, you know, how I wanted to just take as many classes as I could just to, again, get the experience. So, and I, living right near New York was perfect because I could, you know, stay at home with my parents and then take a bus to the city. But I saw this work study thing for Twyla Tharp and I thought, well, that's, that'd be a great way to learn about the dance community and, and then take classes as well. So, so I did that while I was in school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So great. So you're, I mean, perhaps that sense of feeling like you have to play catch up because you f- feel like you started so late. Kind of. Yeah. Yes. Really? That's yeah. the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Also with the bug though, it was just like, that excited curiosity oh. of like, I'm going to do yeah. everything I can. Absolutely. I don't know what your experience was, but yeah, that, yeah, you're just, especially as a male dancer. I mean, you know, probably one of the reasons I didn't take dance when I was younger was because men don't do that. You know? Yeah, exactly. I had that similar. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so sad. <laughs> it is because yeah, but you know, I, I, you know, yeah. So I was young and I was like, I'll do anything. <laughs> I'll fly to, <laughs> wherever to do dance, you know, I was just, I just threw myself into it. Like, it's like throwing yourself into a swimming pool and learning how to swim. Yeah. So upon graduation from Swarthmore, then what was your plan? Well, here's the thing. Good. Sorry. Go ahead. Did you have a plan? (laughs) Well, the plan happened for me, man. (laughs) The plan happened for me. So, um, when I was a senior at Swarthmore, Lind, uh, Sharon Friedler invited New Dance Ensemble to come out and do a residency. 
so they came out for like a week and I met Linda and Lee and the dancers. Um, and Linda and Lee approached me and said, Hey, we'd like you to come out to me. We're doing, um, they were doing, um, uh, a piece, Viola Farber, who was like one of the original, yeah. uh, Cunningham. Yeah. Viola Farber. I mean, my God, original dance, uh, Merce Cunningham company members was doing, was doing a piece on new dance at the time. And Linda and Lee said, well, why don't you come out and audition for the company? We'll, we'll have you come out for this three weeks. You'll be with the company and you'll, which I thought, what a great way to audition <laughs> rather than an hour long, you know, thing. It yeah. Like, yeah. You be with us for two or three weeks and we'll, and so, and it was funny. It was crazy. Cause it was during my senior year. I flew out to Minneapolis to do the first week of the, the residency with Viola Farber. And then I had to fly back and graduate. And then immediately after I graduated, I flew back to Minneapolis to finish the, the residency. Wow. So it all happened. And so then after that, Linda and Lee were like, well, we want you to come to Minneapolis and be an understudy for the, for a new dance ensemble. So for what the, year was that yeah, then? So that was 1988. 88. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember? I always hate this because this is like, yeah, crazy. Well, yeah. A little pressure on you of like who were yeah. in the company at that time. Well, well, the first thing I wanted to say too is that when they invited me to come out to be an understudy, they they offered me fifty dollars a week. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, my mom wasn't too happy about that. She was like, well, "What are you going to do for money?" And so, I, of course, you know, I do what most dancers do is to wait tables. Yeah. So I would rehearse all week, you know, Monday through, Monday through Friday, and then I would work on the weekends at a restaurant to make money. To... But anyway, at the time that I went there in 80, so yeah, I was 88 when I moved. So I moved out to Minneapolis in the fall of 88 to be an understudy. And the other understudy at the time was Jill Heberlin. Oh, yeah. So there were two of us. And then in the company, it was our, uh, Robin Steam. And I don't know, if, and Lisa Powers. I don't know if you're familiar with Lisa Powers. I've heard the name. I need to. She eventually ended up with uh, Ralph Lemon. Oh my gosh! Yeah, after New Dance, so she was only I, she was only we were, she was there for like a year at New Dance, and then she went to New York and yeah, danced with Ralph Lemon. Wow. Um, and then there was a woman named Denise Gustafson Brin. Yes. Do you know? Do you know Denise? I do. I do. <laughs> She's now a firefighter or was. Um, yeah. She was a trip, man. She had, oh my God. And then Luke Ball was there. I don't know if you're familiar with Luke Ball, who was also a Xenon dancer, uh, gymnast. He was a former gymnast. Um, oh, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh Sorry, I got uh, And then oh, I can't remember who the other men were. I remember Luke. Oh, Derek Dergotis. He was like a ballet of the dolls guy who ended up dancing with New Dance for a few years because he also had kind of a modern dance. You're saying so many names that I need to get a hold of. Right? <laughs> I know. It's just like, well, I have to admit, I, this is not off the top of my head. I have been going through this in my brain. Oh, good. <laughs> Even better. Because I don't want to forget anybody. Because I know what it's like to be to be overlooked and not mentioned. So I'm like, I gotta mention everybody. Yeah, hurt anyone's feelings. I don't know who listens, but yeah. 
Yeah, so it was I'm a really amazing. interesting group of dancers. You know, I, I listened to your, I listened to the interview with Linda last night, and it was so there was this original new dance ensemble company. So there was this huge turnover. So by the time I came to Minneapolis, that whole turnover had happened. Will Swanson had left, and okay, Kelly McDonald and all Barb Grubel, all those you know mainstay original new dance folks. Had, yeah, so it was, it was a huge turnover. Yeah, yeah. So. And, but it was still New Dance Ensemble when you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're still a repertory company and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So what... what uh, how, do, how was that model of New Dance Lab? What did that look like? It was kind of average day. Well, New Dance Ensemble was a traditional repertory company. So and the first... I was, so I was with New Dance for a total of six years. Okay. The first three years I was there, we were a new dance ensemble, traditional repertory company. And then the last three years I was there, we transitioned into the laboratory. Um, but when we were a repertory company, it was a typical, you know, choreographers would come out for three weeks and do, a, you know, do a piece. We'd have fall and spring concerts. Um, you know, class in the morning. We were all, we were free to take whatever dance class we wanted to in the morning rehearse in the afternoon um the lab had a similar structure but obviously the the nature of the choreography changed a lot because <laughs> because linda had this great vision of you know uh let's have a place where people could come and experiment and not have the pressure of a final performance yeah so more um, more process based totally process based and yeah. yeah as a dancer as a young dancer i was i had mixed feelings about it because i you know you want to perform as a dancer right you want to be on stage you want to be like doing your thing and being in front of huge crowds right <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah, share the work but then there was the other part of me that i you know I, in in college i was oh i didn't mention too when i was in college i was also choreographing you know i took dance composition classes and i I actually had a senior recital. Um, so I was choreographing as well. So that interested me too. So the whole idea of being a lab and watching these different choreographers kind of do their thing was all, was pretty you know, interesting. Hmm. So it's a little bit of yeah, little see how they inner, work. Yeah, inner battle between those two parts of me. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Sorry, the choreographer who wanted to watch like watch people's process, you know. Yeah. But then the dancer was like, oh, we're just going to do in-studio showings. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but we all stayed. I think we all stayed. I, nobody left the company because of that change. I thought that was pretty miraculous. I mean, given the talent levels, I mean, Robin Steam, I mean, and Jane Shockley. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, do you Catherine want Catherine Jung? Catherine Jones was there, there and, and Krista Langberg was there. I think Krista came on when we became a laboratory. Oh, yeah. Krista is now, I think, at, oh, she's teaching at Augs. No, no, not Augsburg McAllister. She danced for Susan Marshall after the lab folded. She went to New York and danced for Susan Marshall. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, that was like right when I... I moved yeah. to town in 89 and I, I think I talk about this a lot because yeah, I have such yeah. wonderful yeah. memories of new dance lab, new oh, dance ensemble, you know, like, yeah, like just, you could just tell the intimacy of the group 
and mm. like the trust that you had with one another. Um, it just, yeah, it was just, um, nice. Nice. yeah, the performative and like really ingrained in, in the practice of dancing. And so the body, either body mm -hmm. awareness was something I was in awe of as well. Like, uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah, that connection as a company, you know, is, yeah. is just so cool. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking about this too and in, in preparing, you know, I've never, I had never been with another dance company and never was, but we all got along really well. I mean, there's no, I don't ever remember like temper tantrums or, you know, diva moments or, you know, yeah, yeah. nobody, nobody ever got out of line. We all, we all just really were, yeah, we all were just committed to the vision behind what we were doing. And I think yeah, we were all the type of dancers that wanted to, you know, the thing about the lab too, I think Linda made it clear. She was like, we want an experimental place for choreographers and a place for choreographers to develop their skills. But she's like, we want you guys to also develop your skills. You know, we want you to, to do different things and test your, you know, abilities as dancers. And so I thought, wow, what a, what a great lady to work for. <laughs> you know, yeah. What a great environment. Yeah. So I think we all, we all, we all have that same, and none of us came from like a dance, like a specific background, maybe other than Robin. Jane, who, you know, Robin had ballet background and Jane had more of a jazz dance, but none of us as dancers were tied to a genre. Like I wasn't tied to like, oh, I'm a Cunningham dancer or I'm a, you know, we all were just had eclectic, I think, training. So we were all like, yeah, let's just do this crazy piece with this visual artist and let's, you know, let's improvise, let's do contact improvisation and let's we did a piece with with Susanna De Palma, Zarango Flamenco. She taught us how to do flamenco, like basic. <laughs> so we had with the lab, it was amazing. We were exposed to so many different types of dance and types of types of choreographers. Um, yeah, yeah. So it was great. It was great, and we all got along. <laughs> it was yeah. Can you name a few of, of the choreographers that at the lab? Yeah, Susanna De Palma was one. Um, this is where I kind of like, I have to look at my notes. <laughs> this is, uh, I th oh, Paul Thompson, who I don't know whatever happened to Paul Thompson, but um, I think Linda in her interview mentioned Donna Uchizono and Rachel Rosenthal. Uh, Rachel Rosenthal was a visual artist from California and Donna Uchizono was a choreographer. And I think they had a, collaborated and, you know, that's when Barbara Mahler first came to town. I don't know if, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that whole time period, that's when Barbara Mahler first came and taught us all Klein technique. And we were like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty amazing stuff. Uh, I think we did a little body-mind centering thing with a woman named Diane Elliott, who I think was part of the 70s, 80s uh, independent choreographer community in Minnesota, huh. but she was more body-mind centering um, oriented. I'm trying to think of who else, Matthew. It's just, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, but. No, it's okay. I think Stuart Pimsler did something. Ah, uh, he did. You know, I, I was, I was not in that project because I was, I got a grant to study yoga in San Francisco. <laughs> so, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh my God. That was amazing. I spent like a month in, 
uh, yeah, in San Francisco, because I got really big into yoga after a, a, a low back injury. Okay. Um, so I was gone for that, unfortunately, which, yeah, I, didn't, I never got to meet him or work with his company. But yeah, yeah, I think he relocated here, didn't he, after that? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it was pretty soon after his experience here. What did you think of, you know, moving from New York and having yeah. that college experience of, mm. you know, getting in all of those like pioneers of modern dance and right. classes to move to Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, I know Xenon mm -hmm. was happening and we had Hauser yeah. and, yeah. you know, some really well-established things, but what did the community look like for you? Was it just diving right into new dance that you, that things were? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. I mean, you asked me about the lab, but uh, when I, when it was new dance ensemble and we were a repertory company, Man, we worked with, like I said, Viola Farber. We worked with Douglas Dunn, um, Doug Elkins, David Dorfman, a guy named Dan Hurling, who's like a theater guy, uh, Bill Young, B.B. Miller. <laughs> yeah, we did a collaboration wow. with, you were part of that project, I think, right? Uh, we did a collaboration that with B.B.? B.B. Miller, yeah. Weren't you a part of that? Yeah, that was yeah. such a cool thing. That was amazing. And that was, we did a collaboration with Ballet of the Dolls. Uh, we had a joint concert with, so we, yeah, I worked for my, you know, worked with Myron Johnson. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, moving to Minneapolis after having been exposed to like the New York scene was, um, I mean, it was, it was almost, I mean, being at New Dance, we had so many New York choreographers coming, <laughs> you know, it felt, um, I felt like I was getting a little bit of both. I was still getting the New York kind of, ex, you know, choreographer exposure, but then also more local, you know, local. I thought the dance community here was amazing. I mean, for such a small city, there were so many uh, companies. I mean, even in the, you know, 88, 89, when I moved here, I was just astonished. Every time I turned around, I was like, oh, there's another, <laughs> there's another dance yeah. company lurking, <laughs> lurking in the corner somewhere. With, yeah. his, with histories, you know, with hist with long histories, I was like, "Wow, this place is just you could." There's so much here. It was I was pretty impressed and amazed. I mean, and I'm glad and I came there, here. Sorry, I was gonna, I was going to say was was the majority of it of those companies and choreographers. Yeah, was it pretty much the hub, Hennepin Center for the Arts at that time? Like, I, I know Hauser so. was elsewhere, but yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it felt, it sure felt like it. I mean, MDT had been there for years. So there was like, you know, studios on the sixth floor, on the second floor, on the third floor. Xenon was there. And of course, Xenon had all kinds of people from New York as well. Mm -hmm. Some of some, you know, there's some crossover, right? I think. Um, but yeah, it felt very much like a very, like a hub, you know, like you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So you, you mentioned about Linda being, yeah. Uh, really, I can't think of the word right now, but like really wanting to like hone you as humans and, and creative yes. uh, makers as well. So did you yes. make work with New Dance Lab? Ever, oh, or? Um, we, we did actually, oh, I can't, uh, this is very fuzzy, but I think we did, at one point there was a Dances by the Dancers concert. Oh. Yeah. So to answer your question, yes, I think we had dances by the dancers where 
I don't remember what year it was, but yeah, I think I choreographed something. And a few of us did kind of a show, I think. Oh, it's very fuzzy. But <laughs> I Linda, think I remember that now that you're saying it, though. I was like, oh, I know this. I think it only happened once or twice. And maybe in 6A at the time? Or? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was in 6A. Yeah. But absolutely, Linda very much encouraged us to not only dance, but to choreograph. If we were interested, she didn't like, you know, force anyone. Yeah, yeah. And were you dancing for other people as well? Or was like the... the... Oh, yeah. Um, okay. No, not really. I, You know, New Dance was so all-consuming when I was in it. Yeah. That when summer came, I was just like, I need a break. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I need to, I need to just kind of, yeah, take a break. But it was... That's the one. My one regret is I wish I had branched out a little more and gotten to know, you know, outside of the little new dance bubble. Um, hmm. Cause there was so much going on. I did. I mean, when I, I did dance for Judith Howard and Cindy Stevens. Um, this is after new dance folded. The, they call themselves the flying sisters. Yes. Yes. I don't know if you ever remember that, but we did this and it was uh, Gretchen Pick was the other dancer. So there was the four of us and Cindy and Judith choreographed this piece on the North shore. We were going up to two harbors and Gooseberry Falls. It was a site specific work, which is, you know, that's Cindy's, Cindy's forte. Um, that was fun. We would go camping and then rehearse outside <laughs> on the rocks of the shore of Lake Superior. Um, but nothing, uh, maybe Jane Shockley and I worked a little bit with Jerry Gerard at some point. I can't remember okay. what I still with New Dance at that point. I think Sandy Augustine and I did a piece. I think she invited me to be, to do a piece with her at the Walker. It might've been a choreographer's evening piece. Um, But then I went, yeah, I was also choreographing. I was starting to do my own work, I think, at that throughout. Um, I think the how did that come about for you? Like, yeah. how did you find the dancers? Like, was it, I, I'm remembering myself, like, these were friends oh. that I was dancing with so much. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Um, I used to just, I used to go to a lot of dance, right? And I remember the first time I saw Carol Hunsick dance, I was like, oh, my God, I want to work with her. Do you remember Carol Hunsick? Yes, I do. I do. Yeah, I, just, I love the way she danced. And so I was like, I approached her after a concert and I was like, you know, I want to start choreographing. And are you interested? She's like, yeah. Um, I worked a little bit with Megan Flood, just a little bit, because I loved the way she, I loved her, her dancing. So I think it, you know, it's just based on watching people perform and, um, and partially personality, you know, who was yeah. more approachable, who's kind of. You know, some people are just so in the stratosphere. You're like, ah, no, this person would never work for me. I'm just like this little, <laughs> oh gosh, noodling around. You know, like I would never go to Aaron Thompson and say, hey, would you like to? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But were you able to pay? Like, how did how did you go about I, that? I choreographed a it... little bit, you know, and I just I just um, I just kind of tried to do as best I could. I tried to. Um, yeah, I just, I just did it. <laughs> Is that, um, 
I, so, you know, and when there were, I, I did a few choreographers evenings. I did some, I did a, um, a fair amount of solo work, obviously, because that's easier to write. You just yeah yourself. So I did a few choreographers evenings. I think at one point, Sarah House, myself, and Susan McKenna, and I think Barack de Soleil got together and did like a concert. There were four of us. Hmm. Um, I don't remember when that was. That might have been 94, 95, or 96. I got to know. But... And where was it? Do you I was in 2B. That? I think it was in Studio 2B. Okay. Um, so I think I, I, you know, when it came to, you know, well, you know, paying for performance spaces, right? It's just, oh, my God. Yeah, so, yeah, whole other, like, yeah, I mean, work involved to make it happen. Yeah. And you're and, like, I just want to play with this idea. <laughs> yeah. And I just need a little lighting, some costumes, and, you know. But, you know, yeah. it's, it's a huge financial commitment. So I think I did a lot of, you know, collaborative in the sense of like getting together and different people putting on a show together, which is, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, a lot of us start that way. You know, it's yeah. rare that yeah. you have a whole body of work that you can put on in a full evening. <laughs> Yeah, the beginnings of something. It's just like, hey, I want to play with this idea. Yeah, maybe yeah. something can come of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I remember, I remember a work of yours. I'm pretty sure it was at Choreographer's Evening. Mm. Um, and I, I remember yeah. Carol Hunsick and Heidi Colwaite. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, yeah. And Megan Flood, which again, yeah, amazing dancers in their own right. Was it? Oh, yeah. A quint a trio or do you remember by chance? I think the... it was a quartet. I think it was four of us. Okay. So you were on stage as well. I think so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry, this is all fuzzy. I was I was going to Shiatsu school at the time and I remember uh inviting all my classmates and my teachers to come to this performance. So it must have been like ninety six or ninety seven. I think okay. it was in Studio Two B actually. But we could have done it also at choreographer's evening. But I don't even remember the music. <laughs> I don't. It's there's so much I don't even. Yeah, yeah. But well, you mentioned that you were doing shiatsu at that time as well. Like, yes. so what mm -hmm. made that shift for you? Um, to, yeah, to well, that's a that's a shiatsu. You said you also were... sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you also mentioned you were studying yoga in San Francisco too. So it right. sounds like there was a kind of a coming together with of like training and and things like that for the body mind centering that you might be doing yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, a, you know, I look at back um, at my career as a therapist and a lot of what we did at New Dance was really great preparation for doing therapy. <laughs> I remember uh, one of the things I did, you know, when we were with the dance lab, Linda, we had a stipend to take whatever classes we wanted to. And it didn't even have to be a dance class. So I took Alexander Technique classes with Elizabeth Guerin. Ah. And that blew my mind. I was just like this is so cool. Like she's, you know, she's, have you ever done Alexander technique and, or any? I, I have uh, dabbled in it um, yeah. more so with Aaron Thompson. Okay. Um, but really, truly 
part of Xenon's class. Like she would sprinkle it in. Oh, in sure, the, sure. The classes sure. there, but I definitely have heard of Elizabeth Guerin, and I really need yeah. to chat with her. <laughs> oh my God, you should totally talk to her. I mean, she was, yeah, Trisha Brown. She danced with Trisha Brown in the 70s, and yeah. She's been around a long time. Uh, but yeah, so I took, I took, and I did, I did a little Feldenkrais. So yeah, I was kind of had an interest in somatic therapies and movement therapy, you know, using movement as more therapy. That was, I think I was moving in that direction without my even knowing it. Hmm. <laughs> contact improvisation for me was that like that. I think back to all the contact improvisation stuff. And I think, wow, that was great preparation for doing body work. You know, yeah, because you you know when you're doing the body work, you have to give your body weight and you have to fully commit, <laughs> right? You're, you're, yeah, you know, you have to have a flow and you have to um, be aware of the moment, you know. So I, I doing body work now, just it's kind of a very um, what's the word? It's a very consistent through line. It's like the same elements. Uh, I use the same exact elements in a lot of ways. Yeah. But uh, what was your, your question was. Uh... Well, I guess I was wondering if it was it's because in my mind, Michael, you were kind of beginning to make work. Oh yeah. And yes. Then, and then yeah. it felt like a, a clear pivot for you of going yeah. into the shiatsu and massage. Um... Right. Yeah, it was. Um, it was uh, you. I, I like the, your language of pivot. Because in my mind, it was more like a meat cleaver. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, I just, it, we could spend an hour talking about my transition out of dance, but I'll just say that I was, ha- basically, I was having a mental health crisis. Um, I mm. started having really severe panic attacks. Um, this was about a year after New Dance folded. You know, I was kind of floundering. I was trying to do my own work. I was trying to also you know, be a dancer. And I think it just kind of, kind of, kind of came to a point where it just got to be too much. And I think I was, oh my God, I think it was very, I was probably very malnourished. I wasn't eating well. Mm. How it is when you're a dancer, right? You're just like, I got to go to class. I got to do this. I mean, you're kind of frantic and it's like, you got to go from gig to gig. And so I, it started to wear on me. I, I was probably, dehydrated i probably you know nobody nobody had water bottles back then <laughs> right <There's>, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah. i probably didn't drink enough water at all but anyway i had these I had severe panic attacks and long story short i went to the shiatsu school to get a shiatsu and it just i started bawling towards the end of the session i just had a huge emotional release and that's when, the, you know, so my first moment of dance, you know, the floodgates opened. <laughs> this is kind of a similar moment of, wow, maybe this is my future right now because dance just didn't seem to be sustainable, right? I didn't, I didn't have, you know, it's when you're, I don't know what your support system was for you, but I was just like, how do, how do people afford to, hmm. to go to rehearsal and to hire dancers and to, pay them and then, but then also pay rent and pay for food. And so I just, I just didn't see myself. I didn't see it as being economically sustainable. So, so yeah. So she had to see like a better direction. And just as a person, I thought, you know, therapy, you know, 
and just dealing with my own anxiety, the anxiety attacks that I was having, I just felt like I needed to really get away from the performing arts and just do my own healing and kind of immerse yeah. myself in that, in that. So. Well, I have to say, you know, unfortunately, you know, I could, I could speak very clearly to those panic attacks myself. And I, I think it's great that you were able to recognize that uh, in a, in a good mm. timely manner. You know, I, I feel, I think there's this interesting thing of that love of dance and that right. kind of dedication that has been put toward it. And it's all that you've known and defined yourself as. Yeah. And then of course it is that career where your body is not doing what it used to be able to do, or, right. you know, again, that sustainability right. and that, ability right. to <laughs> right. make make a living um yeah unfortunately yeah. to this yeah. day is is very much the same i think and it's yeah. interesting and yeah. wonderful that you were able to find something that fulfills that similar you know care within yes. massage yeah. and yeah yeah no you put that very well actually yeah i mean it but not that it was, it was, I have, I have to say it was not easy. I mean, my decision to finally leave the dance world was not easy. Um, there was a lot of anger around it. There was a lot of grief around it. Hmm. I felt a lot of shame. I felt, um, I felt like a huge failure, Matthew. I was just like, I, I dreaded running into people at like the co-op because I was like, <laughs> They'd be like, oh, here's my new show. Come to my show. And I, they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, oh, I'm doing Shihatsu. Oh, you know what I mean? It just, it felt very, and I know this is, this is just me. Probably no one thought that, you know, but just my own issues around it. So yeah, it was, well, I think was, you and I can speak offline. Really? Really? A good okay. therapy session uh, together about this. Cause okay. I think it's really, wow. Wow. I, yeah. it's something that needs to be, honestly addressed in the community uh, yeah yeah on a national level as well like yeah what you know i know there's that career transitions for dancers in yes. i think based yes. out of chicago yes. but yes. Yes. It, it really is a a different thing and challenging yes. and yeah i should have done i probably should have done more counseling around it you know i kind of was on my own and you know, at that point, culturally, there wasn't the whole, you know, the whole idea of self-care. That was not a thing back then. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I you were just, ahead of the curve on that. <laughs> I think so. And panic attacks. I mean, I had, I basically had a form of PTSD, I think. Hmm. So, yeah, I think I was, yeah, I think I was on the vanguard of all that. <laughs> but you're right. I think That's... in the dance world in general, because a lot of dancers, you know, there's there was a slow trickle of dancers going through the shiatsu program and the massage program. So a lot of dancers ultimately, you know, when they transition transition out of dance, I think body work is definitely a great option. Yeah. And I definitely know a lot of dancers yeah. that did yeah. go that massage route because that it has that connection. You're, you're connected to your body. So you're in oh you that totally, yeah. Yeah. ability yeah. to zero in on, Oh, this is where your pain is, you know, and that being in the moment, like you were saying, yeah, mm-hmm. is so true. So you've been doing it now for a long time which is just oh yeah wonderful <laughs> 25 years yeah 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 can you tell me i mean do you do personal appointments or are you at specific um 
places that people can book a massage or yeah, these gel? days I'm at, yeah, thank you. I'm at the wellness center in South Minneapolis over by Lake Nokomis. It's called the wellness center. Okay. Um, there's a website you can go to. Um, Wonderful. But I was going to, the other thing I wanted to add too, which is a huge piece was, and something that helped me get through it all was when I discovered after I just, after I finished the Shiatsu program, I came back to the school as an assistant instructor because I thought, well, that's, that seems kind of cool, you know, teaching Shiatsu. Yeah. And after my first term of being an assistant instructor, I realized, wow, I want to do, I want to do this. I want to teach people how to do this. Um, because I felt like that was really drawing on my drawing on my dance skills and experience. Yeah. Because you're watching people do body work, and you're like, okay, you need to, you know, you need to move your body this way. You know, you need to do this. Um, so the the teaching kind of lit the fire in the in, the, in a new direction for me, and that kind of eased the <laughs> the the pain and the drama of leaving dance. You know, that kind of it really helped yeah. out. Because I feel like I had this, and it's 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 a performance art. I mean, teaching is a performance art. Yeah. So I just want to add too. So in addition to doing therapeutic work, I've always been a teacher, and that those two things have really, really been very, very meaningful for me. Yeah, I love I love and watching people transform as they learn how to do body work. You know, they come in with this dream of doing it, and then they go through all sorts of stuff when they as they're transforming and then they come out of it on the other end and they're like, wow, you know, so that, that, that watching personal transformation happen is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So fulfilling, I would imagine. But the school closed uh, due to COVID, uh, the school, the school shut down. So now I'm just doing uh, therapy. Okay. And it's actually, you know, Matthew, it's the first time in my life I've actually only had one job. (laughs) <laughs> I've always had two or three jobs juggling, you know, this is for the last year I've had one job, one job and I love it. <laughs> so. oh, great. Yeah. Like, what are you doing with all that free time? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Um, <laughs> so great. Well, Michael, I know that this was just a, a nice little glimpse into your life um, yeah. and history and dance, but thank yeah. you so much for sharing your time, uh, giving us a little of that knowledge of, yeah depth of this history in the twin cities you named several names that i need to <laughs> yeah go to and 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 be yeah. like who is that i love that about this so thank you so much well, thank you for doing this project it's i i looked at the the archives and i thought oh my god i've got to listen to all of these now yeah thank you so thank you so much and thank you for inviting me. i can't tell you it means it means a lot because i you know i i wanted to say too i haven't really publicly ever talked about this i don't think anyone and the dance world really knows kind of what happened right back then. Yeah. So this yeah. is, I feel like I'm coming out. Well, good to know, Michael, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And I, I don't know who listens, but I hope it's, I hope it's helpful to other people who might be considering either doing other things while they're dancing or transitioning out of it, whatever, you know, or, or getting therapy yeah. themselves. That's the other thing, right? You know, I, as a dancer, I never got therapy. I never got massage or body work. It's too expensive. So, but anyway, so, so thank you, Matthew. This has been great. Yeah. Wonderful. Have a great one. All right. You too. Next week, we talk with Yuki Takuda with diverse training, dancing professionally on the national level and seven years with Continental Ballet, now teaching at Minnesota Dance Theater.